Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, Father God, for not leaving us alone. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. L.M.J. And we're going to get right into prayer today because I feel the power and the presence of God. Thank you, Lord God, for not leaving us alone. Thank you, Lord God, for how much you love us. Thank you, Lord God, for you are the God of peace. Thank you, Lord God, that you are a healing God. Thank you, Lord God. God, you are a powerful God. Thank you, Lord God. You are an all-knowing God. Thank you, Lord God, for being sovereign. Thank you, Lord God, for being just. Thank you, Lord God, for being true. Thank you, Lord God, for just being healer, not even just of our physical bodies, but of our minds, our, our souls, Lord God. Thank you for healing the deep parts of our souls, the places where we've been so angry, so mad, so upset, so disappointed, Lord God. And we just give you permission, Father God, to touch us there today. We thank you, Father God, for being the God of hills. We thank you, Father God, for being the God of valleys. We thank you, Father God, for being the God of so much more. Lord God, you're not Santa Claus. You're not a slot machine. You are our Father. You are our Father, you are supreme ruler of this universe. You are omnipotent and omnipresent. My God, you are the beginning, the end, the head. My God, and you've made us the head and not the tail. You are with us and you never leave us. You never forsake us. And you are inside of us and you are doing a greater work and you are causing us to come to completion, Father. And we just say, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Father, please forgive us for any sin we've committed against you or anyone else. Mm. Holy Spirit, we give you just a minute to show us anything in our life that does not line up with you. Reveal to us right now in this moment anything that you're not satisfied and pleased with. Mm. Then burn up the chaff in us, Lord God. Bring us to a place of repentance so that we can grow more like you. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Give us ears to hear. Increase our discernment this day, O Lord. My God, awaken us this day, O Lord. Awaken us this day, O Lord. Teach us, Holy Spirit, how to love God more than we love ourselves. My God, do a greater inner work of healing us, Lord God, so that we can come into the fullness of who you called us to be. My God, we were marked for your glory. We were created for your glory. My God, do a greater work in us so that we can become all you created us to be. Let us not be complacent. My God, let us not be contentious and dissensions, Lord God. My God, let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be inside of us. Lord God, we worship you. Lord God, we honor you. Lord God, we lift up the hills which cometh our help because our help cometh for the Lord. So we set our eyes, our mind, our spirit. We cast down every wicked thought, every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we set our mind, our thought, our hope in you. Do a greater work in us, Father God. We need you so much more. We need you so much more. We're thirsting after you today, Lord God. Come into our presence. Come into our presence. Come into our homes. Come into our jobs. Come into our cars. Come into our presence today. Come on Facebook. Come on YouTube. Come on Instagram. 
Come into our presence today, O oh Lord. Come into our presence today, O oh Lord. Come into our presence today, O oh Lord. We need more of you and less of us. My God, let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be in us. My God, let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be in us. Awaken us today, O oh Lord, to something new. My God, do a new thing in us. Do a new thing in us. My God, I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, Behold, my God, do you not perceive, do you not know? I'm trying to do a new thing in your life. So we be anxious for nothing, everything in prayer and supplication. My God, we drive out all anxiety. We drive out all fear. My God, Father God, forgive us for quenching and grieving the Holy Spirit. Forgive us for quenching and grieving you when you're trying to go do a greater work in us. When we're tr you're trying to do more in us and we keep quenching you and we keep grieving you. My God, we throw out the old wineskins today, Father God. And we give you permission today, Lord God, to do a new thing in our lives. <laughs> to do a greater work in us, my God. My God, we remove ourselves out the way. We take the limitation off of you. My God, let us experience you in new ways. Let us experience you in new waves. My God, let the east wind blow on our lives today. My God, blow out the dusty places. My God, blow out the dusty places. My God, reveal to us any secret sin. Reveal to us anything in our heart that does not line up with you. Let us come to a place of humility. Let us come to a place of humility. Let us come to a place of brokenness, Lord God. My God, let us experience you today, Father God. Restore and repair the breach in us today, O oh Lord. Restore and repair the breach in us Today, oh Lord, my God, drive out anything else in us in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that does not look like you, does not smell. Do not let us be comfortable in our sin. Do not let us be comfortable in pride. Do not let us be comfortable in haughtiness. My God, I thank you. My God, I drive out the wedge that's becoming in between us. My God, I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, we need you today. Now, Father God, we receive of you our daily portion. We receive of you our brand new mercies. And we receive of you our daily bread. In Jesus' name, amen. My God, anything in us that does not align up with your perfect will. Can I share? Can I just share a little bit of something with you? It is so easy to have something in between us and God. Like, like I'm just like, I'm, it is so easy to have something or someone or like, because we get so familiar with God, it is so easy because we get into familiar patterns. It is so easy for us to have something that stands in between us and God and not even recognize that we have something in between us. And can I tell you, pride and haughtiness is so deceitful. Pride and haughtiness, pride and haughtiness is so deceitful. They, they will have you in such a place where you won't even really humble yourself before God, where you will not be open to let God do a greater work, where you won't submit. And, and, and can I be real? It's uncomfortable when God reveals something to you. It's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. But pride and haughtiness stand in your way. Like when you won't surrender, when you won't submit, when you won't do the things that God has asked you to do, 
the other day, um, the other day, can I share this? Also? The other day, um, I was getting out of the car and we had pulled up to the grocery store. And um, as we were getting out the car and pulling up, good morning, Kirby, good morning, Timmy. When, when we were pulling up at the car and getting out of the car, I got out the car and I was ready to go in the store. And the boys were still sitting in the car. Like they were still sitting in the car and Judah had his leg kicked up and he was eating some chips and Josiah was just kind of still sitting there. And I had already said, come on. I was like, come on guys, let's get in the store. Let's get out so we can get. So I'm standing outside of the car and I'm not counting, but I'm looking at the time between the point that I told them to come on and the time to the point that they actually got out of the car. Like they were taking their time. They were taking their time. Like they just were taking their time. So finally they got out the car. And when they got out the car, I had started walking. Woo! I had started walking. And I turned around and I told them. I said this. This was my exact words to them. I said, you know that's rebellion. You know that if I ask you to do something and you resist. And you make a decision that you're just going to sit there and you're going to get up and move when you feel like it. That is still a rebellious nature. That is still you rebelling against what I asked you to do, right? That is still you not moving when I ask you to move. It's not the fact that you moved. It's the fact that you didn't move when I asked you to move. You did not move when I asked you to move. You didn't think you didn't think, and can I tell you something? That's how many of us are with God. That's how many, God is requiring something of us. God has said something of us. I don't want to talk to you out of my flesh. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm not. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God is requiring more of us. God, God is requiring us to go to another place, to go to another level. God is asking, says some things, things of us, and we move so slow in nature. We move so slow and it's still, it's still rebellion. It's still, it's still, and it's, still, and it's really a form of, I'm just being real. I just got to bring you, and God was showing me this. It was like, this still, this still rebellion in nature. This is still, this is still rebellion. Slow moving is still rebellion. Uh, delayed disobedience is still disobedience, right? But there is grace. But there is grace. Like, but there is grace, right? And so I told them that. I, I said to them, I said, I'm just saying to you, I said, it's, it's still rebellious in nature when you make a decision to move at your own speed. When I've asked you to do something and you just decide you're going to do it in your own time and you're going to do it on my, your own way. And I forgave them and I released them and we were good in the store. But I needed to bring them to attention that when you are slowful in the things of God, it's still being rebellious when you make a decision when you don't can I say that when when God when you don't honor the man or woman of God in your life when you don't honor the word that's coming before when you won't honor the word it's still rebellion it's still a rebellious nature it's still a slowful nature it's still a place that you have to begin to ask the Lord to help me be yeah help me be aware of you help me be consistent in you help me to do the things that you asked me to do the first time help and then if it's fear ask the holy spirit show me what this is show me whether or not this is fear show me whether or not this is whatever and i know they really didn't want to go in the store i know that was the thing they didn't really want to be in the store and that's fine but we were in the car and we had to go in the store it didn't matter whether or not they wanted to be in the store it mattered more that they honored what God gave him. It mattered more that they obeyed what God said. I don't know about you, but I don't want a rebellious nature in me. I don't want to, I don't want, I want to respond to God the first time. So we have to watch it because pride and haughtiness um, will make us think we know, come on, Holy Spirit, teach us thing. Pride and haughtiness will make us think we know better than God knows. When Jeremiah 29 and 11, he says to us consistently, I know the plans I have for you. Come on, y'all. 
I know the plans I have for you. I know, I know what I'm calling to you. I'm I know what I'm requiring of you. I know what I need of you. I know what you need to do in this season. I know for a fact why I'm asking you. I'm asking of this. I know why uh, for a fact what I'm saying to you. I know why a fact why I'm it might make not make sense the things God is asking you of this season. It might not add up. When, but when you are slowful or cuz see we think rebellion is um we think rebellion is I'm just not doing it, right? Like we think rebellion is I don't do it. We think rebellion is oh okay, well I don't do it. No, in fact Rebellion is when I don't do it, when I don't do it, or I don't do it when he asks me to do it, it's still a rebellious nature. It's still a rebellious nature. It's still you being rebellious to God and making a decision to do things on your own way. So, Father God, just help us not to be rebellious in our natures. Help us, Father God, to do what you ask us to do the first time. Help us to be so cognizant and so aware of who you are in this season. Yep, obedience is key. Obedience and trust. Because can I tell you what obedience signifies to the Lord? Obedience signifies to the Lord that you trust him. My God. Obedience signifies that you trust him. That's what it is. That's all he's looking for is your obedience and your trust. Obedience signifies that I trust God more than I trust myself. So whatever you're requiring of us in this season, Lord God, open the eyes of our understanding. Deal with the trust issues that we may have between you and someone else. And then if he brings something to you through someone else, don't let your pride stand in the way and not honor what God. If God brings you a word through the man or woman of God, and that's through the scripture, that's through the devotional, that's through the Bible study, that's through anything. If God brings you through your boss at work, my God, some of you will never get promoted just because of your spirit of resistance. And I'm not, I'm just being real. Like just because you don't like your boss or you don't, you respond to your boss slow or you do something. That's a sign that you won't submit to authority. When you have an issue submitting to authority, you really got an issue with God. Because the word tells you to submit to authority. When you got a, when you're, I don't even know why I'm here. When, when you got an issue with submitting to authority, it's not the person you got an issue with. It's really you having an issue with God. You got a problem with God. You got a problem with God when you got, when you a wife and you have an issue submitting to your husband. You, yo, it, when my husband ain't right, you still Got a problem with God. I'm, I'm just sharing this testimony and I'm going to get into what word the word God has given me. And now I know what he's having me teach him. A, a friend, a sweetheart of mine, one of my babies, one of my loves, we were having a conversation about her marriage the other day. And she was telling me some things. She had made some decisions that regardless of whether or not she thought her husband was right or wrong, she was not going to do this without God. She said God had begun to convict her about you need to let your husband lead in this area. And so it was something that would have honored God, but she waited on divine timing. Like she waited on divine timing. And because she waited upon divine timing, God moved on his heart and she did not have to say a word. She cho chose to operate in kingdom order in our household and kingdom order brought their marriage in alignment. Now, if the Lord is pulling you in a certain direction and telling you absolutely not, you better do what God tells you to do. The absolutely not, because he may be protecting you from something. But she made a decision to submit to kingdom order and kingdom authority, and it's transforming her marriage. Is she perfect in it? No. no. Is she perfect in it? Absolutely not. Same thing at work. Same thing with the man and, man and women of God that God has called you to or called you to sit under or do whatever. I promise you, I promise you, if you do it, if you do it, if you do it, God always honors when we trust and obey him. God, oh, God always honors 
when we trust and obey him, when we submit to God, we're going to resist the devil. And then guess what's going to happen? The devil is going to flee. Then the devil not going to be in your marriage. Then the devil not going to be on your job. Come on, y'all. Then the devil not going to be with your kids. When you submit to God, resist the devil. So, can I give you back to the boys, right? Can I just be real? Because I used to be a headhunter. In my past, I would have blew up on them. I would have blew up on them about not responding when I when I asked you to respond because I hate <laughs> delayed disobedience. I loathe when I ask somebody to do something and they move slowful because I used to be like that and I don't like that. I know it's not honoring. I know it's a sign of dishonor. But when I got, when they got out the car, I caught myself. I began to pray in the spirit. I began to talk the word of God. So by the time we hit Walmart, we were in Walmart acting like our norm. And our norm is not normal. We dance in the store. We move to the music. We play in the store. By the time we hit Walmart, they went up. So, and, so even though, listen, even though they heard what I said, they were not, um, they were not moved by what I said because they knew that I loved them. They knew that I handled them in grace as grace should, right? I handled them in grace as grace should. Fast forward, fast. And so then what that does is when you handle someone in grace as grace should, then what that does is that allows the spirit of the Holy Spirit to convict them. Come on now. Can, come on now. Can I just do this this morning? Then that allows the Holy Spirit to convict them. And then that allows the Holy... So, let me fast forward. So, let me take you back to, 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 to yesterday. Yesterday, Judah hates the store. Judah hates shopping. But Judah does not stay home by himself. And so, Josiah has somewhere to be. And I needed to go to Trader Joe's. Judah hates shopping. The minute we got in the car, and Judah got a new basketball goal. So, he really wanted to be at home shooting on this basketball goal. The moment... That we got in the car, his whole morale changed. He began to slump. He began to be frumpy. He began to lean back in the car. He began to do all these different things. And so it was irritating me. It was not, it was not like, oh, this is no big deal. It was irritating me because I am joyous like 99% of the time. I'm like just boom, 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 boom. I'm in this zone. I'm in this space. And so this thing was coming up on him. So I waited and I started praying in the spirit. Remember the word of God yesterday was about supernatural peace. So I just kept saying, there's always a test coming. I would just kept saying, Lord, thank you for supernatural peace. Lord, thank you for supernatural peace. Lord, thank you for supernatural peace. And I began to pray and I just began to do whatever. So as I'm dealing with him and I'm doing this, right? As I'm praying with him, as I'm doing this, as I'm talking to him, I said, bud, you good? And he was like, I just hate coming to the store. Plus, I didn't have anything to drink. Plus, I didn't have anything to eat. He was just going through this process. Like, he was just going through this process. And I'm just like, what is going on in this process? So, by the time we get to Trader Joe's, and if anybody knows, you're going to probably stand in the line at Trader Joe's. I took my finger, and I laid my finger on my back. And he turned around, and he said, what are you doing? I never said a word. And so, I just began to plead the blood of Jesus and pray over him. We got in the store. Attitudes still stink. <laughs> Attitude just still whatever. Got in the store, got out the store, and I paused him and I said, You have to watch moments when the enemy is trying to use you. And I said, Here is why. It is not fair. It is not fair that because you didn't get your way, it is not fair because you didn't get your way that. I get mistreated. Josiah gets mistreated. That is not fair in our relationship. That is not okay. That's just not fair. I said you didn't consider. You were so disappointed and upset that you didn't get your way. That you decided you was gonna spoil the whole moment, the whole day. And it's just not cool to us. It's not fair to us. That's not being loving. That's not being kind. That's not being. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's not being considerate, right? And so when we got back in the car, I could see it lifting off of him. I just talked to him about it. And then as we begin to drive and go back home, and we picked up Josiah, and we were coming 
coming back home. When we got back home, we just began to talk. And I told Josiah, I, and I asked you that. I said, Josiah, I was telling Josiah what happened. And I was like um, telling him, I said, but I handled him in grace and I handled him in love. And this is, I'm just sharing this with you because this is how the word works. And I don't know who needs this this morning. But when we handle things in the word, the word will work. The word will do the deeper conviction, right? So Judy came in and he was telling Josiah, he said, absolutely. He said, mom, handled me in grace. Mom handled me in love, even though, you know, he was being a stinker, right? Right? Because grace, handling the situation in grace provides so much more. Handling the, 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 the situation in grace provides so much more. And the conviction of the Holy Spirit will bring something to him. Bring something to him. Can I share this Holy Spirit? So then, last night, he walks up to me and he looks at me and he says, I'm so glad I'm your son. And I said, thank you, Lord, for teaching me to handle them in grace. That has not been my behavior and attitude all my life. I'm just telling you, that has not been my great behavior and my attitude all my life. So I, when he said, thank you, I'm so happy you're my son. Even in correction, even in me having to say something to him, right? The word, the word does the greater work. The word, I need you to hear me. The word does the greater work. It's the word that does the greater work. Why? Because the word is what's sharper than the two-edged sword. So I want to give you just a couple things and then we're going to get out of here. I just want to share this with you this morning. So now I know why God had me share the stories with you so that when I share with you um, this, it all loops in and makes sense, right? So the sharp, the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. We're in Hebrews 4, right? So the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's the word that's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's the word that's live. It's the word that's active. It's the word, it's the word that do the work. Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of the soul and spirit of joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Able to judge the thought, thoughts and intentions of the heart. Judah didn't think he was doing absolutely wrong. Well, using the word, the word was able to come in and help him decide what's my intention? What's my thoughts? Am I acting pure, lovely, and of good work? The word was able to come in and tell me your response, your response needs to be in grace and love, even though this is irritating you. It is not that things don't irritate me. Things irritate me all the time. The Lord was showing me that this morning. He said, the growth in you is not the irritation. The, the, the fact that you're irritated is the human nature. He said, it's the response that I'm seeing out of you that demonstrates your maturity. That's what he's speaking to. That's what he was showing me this morning. He said, it's your place of repentance that you'll go in me that demonstrates your maturity, Lakeisha, because I don't like to do things against God. And I was repenting. I told you I take communion every morning. I was repenting. I'm like, Lord, please forgive me for this. Yada, 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 yada. And after I got up, he said, good. I'm glad. I'm, I want your heart right here. He said, but it's the fact that you can even recognize that you need to do this and do this sincerely. You're allowing the word to divide from divide from you what's the thoughts and intentions of your heart because one of the biggest mistakes and things that we'll make is this is something we do all the time well the lord knows my heart absolutely the lord knows the intentions of your heart absolutely the lord knows the intentions of your heart he absolutely does he knows when your heart is pure he knows when your heart is blameless he knows when your motives are right he absolutely knows the intentions of your heart he knows the intentions of your heart skip over to um skip over to the word when it says in first corinthians 13 4 and 9 it says when i was a child i spoke like a child i act like a child i my god lord revealed to in us in us our childish ways and so the word is going to divide what's in your heart it's not your flesh it's not a response to your flesh so let me fast forward again can i help you help can i help can i help you help me this morning right that the, the, can i help you help me so this is also training this is also going to take time because most of us have been led by our emotions and our flesh 
almost all our life, nobody really taught us what the word could do for us, right? So let's fast forward. Josiah comes in here. I'm sitting in here. He comes in the door. He's frustrated. He's upset with Judah. His complaints against Judah is real, real. He's like, mom, he's being impatient with me. He wants me to let the basketball go down and I'm working on something. I have to leave. I want to make sure my um, self is together. He didn't feel like that. Josiah didn't feel like that right now. He, that wasn't what he felt like. And so I said to him, I said, I let him say what he said. I said, bud, I understand what you're saying, but I need to tell you something. When Judah is in this way, because Judah is 10, well, he's 11 now, I'm sorry. When Judah is in this way, you are the bigger brother. I'm not saying with you're without fault, but the reason that you guys keep frictioning there is because you keep responding to Judah out your flesh. You have not paused to learn the love language of your brother. So when you, Judah is on your nerves or Judah is being persistent, because Judah is persistent, Judah going to get what he want. Judah does, is relentless. Judah going to get what he want. If it's in Judah's sight, his head, here's his mama. If he know he can have it, he going to get it. He persistent. But his personality does not care, right? That's the difference between me and Judah. Judah has not developed that I need to still do this a certain way. So he does press in. So as he was pressing in, it was irritating Josiah. Well, when he presses in, then Josiah responds to him according to the press in. And I said to Josiah, I said, if you keep responding to him according to your flesh, if you keep responding to him according to your flesh, you're going to continue to get a flesh result. Strife, contention, dissension, crudeness, uh, irritation. If you continue, you have not paused enough to understand his love language. You cannot, Judah is my child. You cannot talk to Judah any kind of way. He shuts down. The minute your voice gets elevated, the minute you start talking trash, he shuts down. You have to respond to Judah in love <laughs> because if you respond to Judah heightened all over the place, ugly light, Here's what you need to understand about Judah. He has shut down. He has not heard you. He has, he has not heard you. And it took me a minute to grasp this, even amongst my friends, understanding how some of them are created, understanding how I can talk to some and how I can't talk to other, right? Right? So understand. So, so I had to say, I had to say, I said, so even when Judah is pressing in, you need to, you, you're going to have to take yourself down. You're going to have to submit this thing to God. You have to directly deal with Judah and say, I can't help you right now. So, yeah, because yesterday, what Judah was trying to accomplish, got accomplished anyway. Right? Because he made up his mind that he wasn't going to be spoiled and go handle his own business. And he went and moved the goal down. So, I want to give you a few things. I gave you that. Conviction is one of the first visible signs. Conviction is one of the first visible signs that the gospel is at work in your life. Come on, Holy Spirit. Conviction is one of the first visible signs. It's one of the first visible signs that God is at work in your life. When God is at work in your life, the evidence is going to be conviction. If you are not, and I'm just being real, if you are not um, convicted by doing things out of time, doing things out of order, being rebellious, being ugly, if can I tell, can I tell, it's, it's, it's a sign there's still a rebellion. If God is requiring something of you and you treat it as blase, no big deal, there's something in your heart that is not tender and responsive to God. I cannot mistreat people. It is very difficult. Even when I know people are mis... Like, <laughs> it, it's so, it doesn't mean the flesh. It don't mean if it don't feel good in flesh. It doesn't mean that. It's so hard. This has probably been one of my most humbling experiences, especially when I know people don't treat me right. When I know people aren't doing right towards me, right? It is so hard to do. My flesh... Oh, wants to get them, but conviction to mistreat them, right? Is a sign that the gospel, that Jesus, that the word is at work in me. That's why it's so important. Galatians 5, 17 and 18. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. 
For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, come on YouTube, if you are led by the Spirit, I'm going to say this again, you are led by the Spirit. You are not under the law and you are not going to live according to the flesh. We got two natures. <laughs> The sinful nature we received after the physical birth, the new nature that we received after the spiritual birth. Both natures desire something. My God, come on, Holy Spirit, unlock something. Both natures desire something. Both natures are looking for something. One wants evil, the other wants holiness. That's why they always in conflict. That's why they always arguing. Both natures desire something and sometimes there's a very thin line about what they desire oh my god my god sometimes there's a very thin line that thin line absolutely michael you gotta feed one and starve the other you gotta feed but anytime you feed the flesh anytime you feed the flesh is gonna produce a work of the flesh so go back to josiah i said you are feeding judah's flesh you are feeding your flesh y'all gonna turn into a full blown argument go over to james 4 when he says why do we argue we argue because we can't get what we want we argue because of our selfish motives and natures right so so we have two so when we follow our deepest desires when we let whichever side lead, right, determines where we are, right? Now, Galatians 5, 19 and 21. These are the evidence that we follow in the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. <laughs> Come on, Holy Spirit. This is why the word is so important. This is why you got to meditate on the word day and night. This is why you got to be led by the Spirit. Because the Spirit does a greater work even when you don't feel it, right? Even when you don't feel it, that's why when people are like, oh, when we respond out of our emotions, it's like we go against the word, right? When, when, when you feel bad, when you feel like people mistreating, when you feel like people dogging you out, when you feel like people taking advantage of your kindness, it does not mean that it doesn't feel good in your flesh. The laws of the spirit operate without feelings and emotions the spirit realm is active moving and doing angels are taking note god is a spirit god is a spirit they that worship him worship him in spirit and in truth right so god is a spirit so the spirit works whether you feel it or not Come on, y'all. The spirit is working whether it feels good or not. It's not about a feeling. It's not about emotion. The spirit is working. The spirit's still working. So the flesh, the, the flesh, and see, this is where the confusion has been. Because the flesh has been so emotional. Because the flesh has been so tangible. We expect the spirit to be like that. My God. And so we respond to things by the flesh. We want the spirit to, to feel like the flesh feels. And the spirit doesn't feel like the flesh feels. So when it is the flesh, it's evident in the flesh. It's a feeling. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Now that the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, things like these, not inclusive to just that list. I warn you as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom. Those who do such things will throw their kingdoms off. Your home is your domain. Your home is your kingdom. And so this is the flesh. This is the flesh. This is me operating according to the flesh. It is not a sin to be tempted. Jesus was tempted. It's not a sin to be tempted. You're going to be tempted. The response after the sin, the response after the temptation is what 
matters what next, right? Pulling down every thought, come on y'all, every stronghold, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Well, how do I know what exalts itself against the knowledge of God? I'm going to go to the word and I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 2 and 14 says, this is why if you still trying to get this to understand or feel, feel this in your flesh, you're going to be, you're going to find disappointment, right? If I'm looking for my flesh to feel this, I'm going to be continuously disappointed and in a repetitive pattern to do the same exact things again and again because I think I didn't feel it. I didn't feel, I didn't feel that. No, it's not about a feeling. Spiritual laws work spiritually. 1 Corinthians 2.14, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. When I am without the spirit, I don't think obeying God is, is significant. When I'm without the when, I, when I'm without the spirit, right? I'm gonna respond to my flesh. Joe gonna handle Judah just like he been handling Judah. Lakeisha gonna handle certain situations just like she been handling certain situations. When I don't understand that the spirit moves. The spirit realm is moving. The spirit realm is active, but the spirit realm is also producing. Let me give you. So the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned through the spirit only. This will only be discerned through the spirit. And when I discern something through the spirit, I trust the word of God to be the word of God. I trust the word of God to be the word of God. So when I do by the spirit, then it's going to produce something in me. And you will not even recognize that it's happening. I used to lack patience. I'm going to say this and we out of here. I used to lack patience. I used to lack patience. Patience for my kids. Patience for what was right. I used to like patience. Sometimes when we're growing in things, we can become spiritually haughty. So I used to lack patience. Patience was something that I was still chewing on. I did not recognize my patience was growing until Judah said, Judah again, Judah said to me one day, Mom, you're really becoming more patient. Wow. Because I didn't know I was as impatient as I thought. I thought I was a good mother. I thought I was very patient. I thought I was being such a good friend. I thought I was being all of these things, right? Because I was measuring them by myself, not by the word of God. My God, not by the word of God, but the more that I begin to let the word of God divide, show me the intentions of my heart, meditate on his word, bring me to a complacent conviction, I begin to transform. I begin to transform before my eyes and it was not a feeling. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Galatians 5. Christian character to be like Christ comes from within and by the spirit. The spirit transforms us inside out, not outside in. So you may not feel it. <laughs> you may not feel it. The spirit transforms us outside in, not from the inside out. That's what that's why it's important for you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's important so that the Holy Spirit can come up on you because the Holy Spirit is what leads us to conviction. The Holy Spirit is what leads us in this thing. My God, so if the Spirit is transforming us from the inside out to be more like Jesus, guess what? We're not, that's not a feeling. That's not an emotion. That's not what that is. That's, that's not a feeling. That's not an emotion. That is us being transformed in his image. My God, that is a, so let me give you a few scriptures and then we wrapping up. 2 Corinthians 3.18, and we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. 
And we all, come on, can I say that one more time? And we all unveil face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from one degree to, of glory to another. From this comes from the Lord by being transformed. Philippians 1 and 6, he completes the work. You can't make this happen. <laughs> you can't make this happen. The Holy Spirit does this. But Romans 8 and 29, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. <laughs> right? Romans 12, 1 and 2, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. When I lay myself before God, when I lay my heart before God, when I position myself, can I tell you something? This is where I was so much impatient with others. God had to really deal with me about this because I couldn't understand why can I say that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't understand why people were walking with me, eating with me, but not responding to the word the way that I was. And so that sometimes will leave you impatient. Well, here's what I found and figured out. You can't force feed people to believe. You can't force feed people to believe. And it will have you inwardly frustrated, not extending grace, not being patient, right? Because you're trying to force feed people to believe. People have to be brought to a state of conviction in the Holy Spirit in order for them to believe. You can give them the, you can give them the food. It's up to them to eat, right? You can give them the food. I had to deal with this because I hate... I know what I see spiritually. I hate to see people in cyclic patterns. I hate to be cyclic, seeing cyclic. It drives me nuts to see the people that I love in cyclic patterns. But that's impatience. That's not a fruit of the spirit. Patience, grace, love, and compassion keeps you in the position to stay in the place at inter as intercessor. And then you shut up and you may not say absolutely nothing for a while because you understand that God is doing a greater work. So I appeal, therefore, to brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect will. This only happens when you renew your mind. You knew your mind. Why? Because the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it's going to divide the intention of the things in your heart. The word is what's going to lead you and tell you whether or not this is of God, not of God. So you got to be susceptible and stay open to the Holy Spirit. And ask the Lord, show me where I've been rebellious to you. Show me, show me where I've been waiting to feel. Show me the places that I've been feeding my flesh. John 15, when Jesus says, remain in me and I'm going to remain in you. And if you remain in me and I remain in you, then guess what's going to happen? Something good is going to be produced out of you. It says, John 15 and 1, it says, I am... I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Let me get my butt off here. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. <laughs> Even richer and finer fruit. So, I hope that helps you today. I hope that helps you today. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for transforming us into the image of Christ. Make us tender and responsive. We drive out the spirit of rebellion right now. We drive out the spirit of complacency. We drive out the spirit of consentions. We drive out the spirit of dissensions. And we thank you, Jesus, give us your holiness. The same mind that's in Christ Jesus. Father God, we thank you that that's the same mind in us. Slow us down. Slow down. Can I tell you something? Slow down in your growth process. Don't just keep shoving your food in. Slow down so that you can grow into the things of God. Two things. 
If the Lord places on your heart to partner with this ministry, do me a favor. Go to the website. Obey God. Don't obey me. Obey God. Obey God. Obey God. Just obey God. Go over there, click the donate button, and give. Cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministries. You can go over to the website and find out all the different ways that your partnership helps this ministry. All the different ways that we get the gospel out, feed the streets, all our stuff that we do. You can go, ladies, Bible study. You can find out all about us. This is a community of believers. We are a full service ministry. So go over to the website and give there. I'm going to say this one more time because I feel it's strong on business. Obey God, not your flesh. Giving is a spiritual thing that will produce a spiritual harvest. That's it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My second thing to you is if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This is how the Spirit takes over in your life. This is your guaranteed fix. You've been looking for stuff to fix you. You done had all kinds of vices. How do I know you don't have vices? Because that's how I used to live. According to the vice. According to the vice. I used to live according to the vice. Vices. Here's the problem with vices. Vices will twist and turn you. Right? Vices keep you codependent upon them. You don't want to be codependent upon a vice. You want to be codependent upon God. You want to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit. So I want you to take this moment and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If he brought you here and you're not saved, this is why he brought you here. This is why you're not here for no other reason. You came because God was like, I need you to come meet me in this place so that you can be with me for the rest of your life. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I have sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you as best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. Ladies, the mugs are in. <laughs> The notebooks are here. <laughs> the ink pens are in. If you register for Pillow Talk and you bought your Pillow Talk pack, it's going out. We're shipping them Friday. You cannot order a Pillow Talk pack after Friday. If you want it in time for, for the, these are anointed. I'm not saying this. I'm saying this because I know what God has said to me. We pray over these before we go out. There's something in this notebook. There's something in the coffee mug. There's something in the pen. If God asks me to do it, I'm not into just selling stuff. If God asks me to do it, I'm going to do it. And my son, Josiah, designed these. So go over to the website website and purchase your pack. Even if you're not registered for Pillow Talk, you can purchase a pack and we will send your pack out. We're mailing out all packs Friday. I'm so excited about these. They are so sweet. My son did such a good job. They say you are God's masterpiece and then in the inside it talks it's Ephesians 2 and 10 in the Amplified Version. I cannot wait to see just what God, what you write in these. What God reveals to you in these. I love you so much. God loves you. I'll see you back here in the morning 5 a.m. Will you invite someone in? Tell somebody, you need to be back with us. Come join our community so that you can grow in grace and in Jesus Christ. I see y'all back here. I love you. God love you. Oh, let me speak the priestly blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord face make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Be back here in the morning. I see you back here in the morning, 5 a.m. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God through you. Love you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.